As our culture teaches this generation to follow their hearts, the Bible says to guard their hearts and to follow the truth. Today, Dr. Frank Turk talks about how superheroes such as Captain America, Iron Man, and Spider-Man can help us transform the way our children view Jesus, and in doing so, helping them guard their hearts and steer them toward the one true superhero, Jesus. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. We are so happy to have you come back again to listen to this next episode. I have a very special guest, Dr. Frank Turek. He's a dynamic speaker and award-winning author or co-author of five books. Hollywood Heroes, Stealing from God, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, which I personally have read that book about three times already because I teach apologetics at the college, and so we use a lot of that material. He also has Correct, Not Politically Correct, and Legislating Morality. As the president of Cross-Examined, Frank presents powerful and entertaining Evidence for Christianity at Churches, High School, and Secular College Campuses that often begin hostile to his message, and we know that, right? They are very hostile to the message of Christ. A former aviator in the U.S. Navy, Frank has a master's degree from George Washington University and a doctorate from Southern Evangelical Seminary. He and his wife, Stephanie, are blessed with three grown sons and two grandsons. Welcome to the show, Frank. Hey, thanks for having me on, Leah. This book, Hollywood Heroes, I was really excited to read this. My son is all into the, what is, what is the series again? I'm forgetting the- um, Well, the Avengers series. Avengers series. Be. My son watched it. And so the other day, I don't watch a lot of movies. So I sat down, I watched Avengers. Mm-hmm. After I read the book, I watched Avengers and I loved it. I said, you know what? I think I like these. I'm, I'm, I understand why people are so drawn into them. But explain why the world needs Hollywood heroes. And who did you write the book for? Well, as parents trying to bring up kids in this hostile world, Christian kids, we wanted to show that so many of the movies that kids love actually can be used to get them more interested in God, more interested in Christianity, and help them realize that what they love in these movies, Leanne, is actually what Jesus provides. Look, everybody wants to be taken from this world of pain and suffering to a place of bliss. We can't get there ourselves. We need somebody to help us. And this is the Christian story that Jesus comes to earth, he ultimately will take us from this place of pain and suffering to a place of bliss. And that's why these movies resonate with audiences, because that's what they do. These superheroes come in and they save people and bring them to the, you know, the so-called promised land. And that's exactly what Jesus does. So many of these movies, whether they're written by Christians or not, they actually borrow from the greatest story ever told, the story of Jesus. I can't agree with you more. Like we talked briefly before we start about Hercules and I have an episode, episode three about Hercules and it talks about how Hercules is almost identical to the story of Jesus. It's just so amazing. Yeah. So is Superman. Superman was modeled after Jesus. (laughs) There's so many of these movies that do that. Now we all understand that Hollywood puts out a lot of garbage. We know that. Okay. But when they put out something that can be used to point people to Jesus, whether the authors of these movies mean that or not, or intend that or not, that's irrelevant. They're living in God's world. They know that things, particularly themes of sacrifice and love, 
they know that resonates with an audience because they're living in God's world, whether they believe in God or not. They know, they know those are the things that are going to make an audience inspired. Yes, and you use an incident why God allows evil. Can you tell us about that incident and why does God allow evil? Yeah, Spider-Man is a kid, and when he learns he has these powers, he uses them for his own benefit, like to impress girls or to make money or that kind of thing, right? But there's an incident in his life where he is in a position to prevent a robbery, but he doesn't do it because the guy being robbed has had, had just duped him out of something. So he's figuring, well, this guy's going to get his just desserts, right? Well, it turns out that the guy robbing leaves the scene and ultimately carjacks Spider-Man's Uncle Ben and shoots him and kills them. The, the scene is Spider-Man, this young kid, Peter Parker, goes and sees his, his uncle bleeding on the sidewalk. And as he's about to die, he realizes, as Uncle Ben's about to die, Spider-Man realizes that the last thing Uncle ben, ben said to him was, with great power comes great responsibility. And from that point on, or at that point right there, the superhero known as Spider-Man was born. Because Peter Parker knew at that point, I'm not just going to use these powers for my own selfish gain. I need to use these powers to help others. Because I could have prevented this crime, and I didn't, because I was being selfish about it. And so from that point on, that evil event actually brought forth the, the, the hero we know, we know as Spider-Man. And there are so many events in our lives that we perceive are evil, and they are evil, but they can bring forth good later. And that's what that does. Yeah, it's the Joseph story. Sure, exactly. Joseph in the Old Testament. The people that do evil to him actually benefit from the evil they did to him because the evil they did to him rippled forward to help them later. And so when Joseph sees them, they're trying to escape a famine in Israel. Joseph has all this grain set aside in Egypt. And when as soon as he, see, he sees his own relatives who sold him into slavery, he says, you dirty rats, you're going to pay for what you did to me. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> what does he say? He says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good, the saving of many lives. So when evil occurs in our life, we need to realize that even though we might not be able to see the outcome, the good outcome, because it might be hundreds of years down the road due to the ripple effect, we have to trust God because he can bring good from it, even if we can't see it. Yes, because God is all good, everything. Mm -hmm. And he allows evil or he ordains things to happen all for mm -hmm. his goodness. So what is the most unique characteristic of Captain America? I fell in love with Captain America. And how does that relate to Jesus? Great. Well, in Hollywood Heroes, we cover about seven different franchises. We cover Captain America, Iron Man, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Star Wars. We cover all those. And, and we start out with Captain America. And one of the reasons we start out with Captain America is Captain America is almost like Jesus from the beginning, right? He doesn't need any moral development. You never have to worry if Captain America is going to do the right thing. He's always going to do the right thing. But then you look at his counterpart, Tony Stark, who's Iron Man. He's the opposite. You don't know what Tony's going to do because he's all in it for himself, right? And he goes on this long character arc, does Tony Stark, to the point where he becomes a hero. Whereas Captain America is, is evenly consistent and moral throughout his life. So I think Tony Stark is more like us, Leanne. You know, we need moral development. Whereas Captain America doesn't, he's good from the beginning. Yes. And I like in that part of the movie where he actually is going to give up his life, you know, as he's zooming towards whatever that big hole is up there that he's going <laughs> to. Well, yeah, both of these characters, Captain America and Iron Man, ultimately, 
will give up their lives to save people. And again, pointing to Jesus. That's right. That's it. That's the greatest story ever told. The story of sacrifice. Oh, isn't yeah. it? And we just love it. I, I love this line in the book referring to Tony Stark, where you wrote, he has everything to live with and nothing to live for. And I believe that there are many people like that today. Their hearts desire everything that's worldly, right? And, and yes. Tony Stark has a device implanted in his chest that guards his heart. And in your book, Hollywood Heroes, you say that a great, this is a great reminder of life-changing biblical principle, which is found in Proverbs 4.23. What is that principle and why is it life-changing? Yes, our culture, Leanne, says follow your heart. The Bible says guard your heart. In fact, Proverbs 4.23 says guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. And what we need to do is start guarding our hearts rather than following our hearts. If you follow your heart, you're going to wind up like the early Tony Stark. Tony Stark, in worldly terms, had everything you, you would think that would make a man happy. He had money. He had power. He had a great relationship with his girlfriend. So the big three, we always say the big three great things that can get you into trouble are sex, money, and power. Those are such good things that sometimes we'll take shortcuts to get them. And that's what gets us into trouble. Now, Tony Stark had all those three things, Leanne, but he was miserable. Why? Because he had no identity and no purpose. He had everything to live with and nothing to live for. He, he, he winds up selling arms to terrorists. And one of the weapons that he sold them detonates near him and puts shrapnel in his chest. And as you mentioned, what he has to have is this device implanted in his chest to guard his heart from encroaching shrapnel. If that device fails, he dies. Now, for me, this is a beautiful picture of Proverbs 4.23, that you have to guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Now, Tony Stark goes on this long character arc where he starts as this billionaire, amoral playboy. You think this guy will never be a hero, but he goes on this long character arc after he gets identity and purpose, he realizes that he has to not follow his heart. He has to follow the truth. And in the final Avengers movie, Endgame, spoiler alert, Tony Stark actually sacrifices himself to defeat the Satan figure Thanos and save the world. You'd never thought he would do that in the beginning, right? Guarded his heart long enough and realized the right thing to do is to, to, is, is to follow the truth, not follow your heart. And so this is a beautiful picture of what I think is the second most important Bible verse in the Bible for today's generation. The first has to do with the gospel. The second is guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. It's a great transformation. It really is. It's amazing. And I, I really hope that our listeners who are listening, that you go get this book, How Your Favorite Movies Reveal God. If you have a child, a teenager who's really into these movies, you want to buy this book and you want them to read it. There's so many good things in this book that will draw them to Christ so they will see the real true superhero. You also talk about Batman, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and Wonder Woman. What is the one thing that all these superheroes have in common with Jesus? Right. All these superhero and fantasy movies have this in common with Jesus. They all sacrifice to save other people. And that's why these movies are inspiring. They, they involve sacrifice, and that's what Jesus does for us. Jesus is the ultimate hero. We have the last chapter in, in Hollywood Heroes is about the ultimate hero, Jesus. So we point out how all these other heroes and movie franchises point to the ultimate hero, whether it's Captain America, Iron Man, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Batman, Star Wars, Wonder Woman, even Superman we have in there, some Spider-Man all points to the ultimate hero, Jesus. And it all has to do with sacrifice. In fact, look at it this way, Leanne. At the end of Endgame, 
Tony Stark, Iron Man, is about to take on Thanos, the Satan figure. And he does and dies in the process doing it. That's inspiring. But imagine if Tony Stark had said this to his Avenger buddies at the end of Endgame. Suppose he had said to him, hey, guys, I'm not just feeling it today. I don't want to take on Thanos. In fact, you know what I need to do? I need to get back to following my heart and taking care of just me. I'm out. And then the movie ended. Would anybody be inspired by that? No. Horrible ending. terrible. (laughs) The guy, the guy, he... He, he chickened out. He ran away. He followed his heart. He didn't follow the truth. He didn't do what was right. He just did what was right for him. That's not inspiring. So although our culture says follow your heart and parents, if you're listening to this, you need to teach your kids that following your heart is dangerous. The world is going to teach them to follow their heart. You couldn't give them worse advice. And that's what this book will help them realize. You can't just follow your heart without moral restraint. So it's not inspiring to anybody to follow your heart when you see it on the big screen. It is inspiring when they follow the truth and do what's right and they sacrifice. And that's what all these movies do. That's why they're successful. That's why these woke movies, Leanne, they don't make it because nobody wants to be lectured about being woke. They want to see inspirational stuff and inspirational stuff comes from sacrifice, not from this woke nonsense that some of the newer movies are coming out with. Absolutely. Well put. And before we end, though, I really want to have you have a moment here to talk about crossexamine.org. And I'm telling you, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. If you're looking for a book to give to a friend who's an atheist or anybody who's, you know, not sure if they believe there's a God, I highly recommend that book. But tell us about crossexamine.org. Yeah, crossexamine.org. We go to colleges, high schools, and churches and present the evidence that Christianity is true. And we record it all. So you can see a lot of Q&A from the college campus on our YouTube channel, the Cross-Examined YouTube channel. So if people go to crossexamine.org, they'll see our, our podcast, which is called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. They'll see our TV show by the same name. They'll see these videos. We have curriculum. We have online courses. Even for kids as, as young as second grade now, we have courses that can help them learn why Christianity is true. We have a curriculum for for second to fifth grade and another for sixth to eighth grade. And then we have a curriculum for ninth and above. That's the one I teach. And uh, it's all there, crossexamine.org. So I highly encourage people to go there. Well, thank you, Dr. Turek. Frank, I forgot to ask you how you wanted me to call you, but you're uh, just fine. you're just yeah, such Frank. a warm person. <laughs> and well, thank you so much, man. And very intelligent, too. I'm telling you, you have to check out all his books. Go to crossexamine.org. He has a lot of great resources. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Leanne. And I'm praying for parents out there. It's a tough world out there. Give your kid every advantage. If, if they like movies, then check out Hollywood Heroes. It'll help you bring them up the right way. Yeah, excellent book. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.